0: It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. This evening, your host will be me, Chucky G, with my wonderful, wonderful co-host, Phil in, sitting in for Miss Karen Frazier, Bob Fountain. Hi, Bob. Uh, No, it's really Karen Frazier. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let them fool you, folks. Don't let it happen. (laughs) Bob, that was actually kind of creepy. I know. (laughs) I liked it, though. So... um, Yes, you're gonna say what and what?
1: No, I ain't gonna say anything.
0: All right, and Cheryl. we have the lovely Cheryl too. Hi, Cheryl. Uh, we're doing fine. I'm trying to figure out, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out our wonderful Skype. As per if, if there's anyone out there that created Skype, you might want to listen to us because Skype is always freaking out. Now we can see uh, we can all see each other video wise, but now we're all like kind of like sat, we're not totally dark, but we're like in low light. How's that? So I don't know, I have just slice that's going on, but anyways.
1: It's kind of like
0: the theme Uh, in the dark uh, radio. Yeah, look at that. Maybe it was meant to be that way. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, So I wanted to tell you about something that happened uh, the other day. um, And this is in the world of my gifts. um, That I was telling you off air, but I wanted to share it on air. Um, So, okay. So the story goes, without naming too many names, a person came to me. um, And just so you don't understand, the moral to the story is if you have gifts... And you're getting things and you're putting them out there. Just make sure these people are writing these things down. They either come to them now or later, but they do make sense. Okay. And when you don't believe they make sense, it gets really confusing. And I'll show you. So uh, I was talking to somebody that I've never, t- I haven't talked to in a very long time. And they said, Oh, you're you're a, you're a psychic and I would like to get you to read me. I'm like, Okay. What do you want me to do? They're like, Well, just can you read? And tell me if anybody's around me. And I'm like, Yeah, sure. So, um, I took a minute or so, and all of a sudden, I just hear this guy, George. He says, hey, I'm George. I tell her it's George, and I say hi. And then he shows me something to do with, like, eating, like, sandwiches, like a little get-together sandwiches or something. like, I don't know. So I told her. So she looks at me, and she's like, I don't know. What the heck you're talking about? So then she goes into, like, you know, um well maybe it's my grandpa's name was gene you know because there's the ge correlations because sometimes the the names do come out a little fuzzy i'm like well maybe i just heard it wrong you know maybe it was gene and i go well he's in his 50s she's like no my was like you know right older and then she starts talking about things like he he, she goes well there's a one favorite food he used to give me can you tell me what that favorite food is so i'm waiting and i hear nothing and i'm like i'm getting nothing she's like well if, if it's him he'll know and i'm like He's, the person's not saying anything. So she tells me it's like frog legs or something weird. You know? And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't make any sense. She's like, well, I don't know. So we go our separate ways. So the next day that night I'm at home and George comes to me and he says, dude, why did you not keep sticking to the fact it was me? She would have understood it was me. You had to tell her it was me and not to drift off to whoever this was. I'm like, I don't know, man. She kept saying it was something else. He goes, no, it's me. It's George. It's George. It's George. Okay. So George kind of drove me a little bit crazy at night. Next morning, I get up. Guess who's waiting for me when I get up? Hey, it's George. He's like, look, I need, to, I need you to go. When you go to work today, you need to say to this person, it was George. It wasn't whoever it was. It's George. I'm like, all right, fine. So I, I go to work, and I'm like, I don't want to tell this person. They're going to think I'm really cuckoo now. So um, the person comes up to me later on and says, hey, I got something I want to tell you. I'm like, what? So she goes, um. okay, so I was driving home, and I couldn't figure out what the heck it was with this, this George and stuff. So I called my mom, and I told my mom. I said, hey, there's this guy at work, and he's a psychic, and he was reading me, and he was saying something about a person with a name with the starting of G-E. She didn't say his name. She goes, just G-E. And I thought maybe it was Grandpa Gene or blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden her mom goes, no, it was probably George. And she goes, what? And she goes, no, it was probably George. Remember the pastor that married you? He just died four or five days ago. And he was in his 50s. And she goes, she starts, so she starts crying a little bit. And she's kind of freaking out. She's crying. And then she goes, but, and then he says something about sandwich. mom goes, yes, the sandwich. Yes. Remember the last time you met? We met him at a luncheon with sandwiches and everything. So there you go. So she came to me and she said, okay, so everything you said was right. My mom said, so she goes, mom, my mom wants to meet you and she wants to get some readings. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I So then I went home and I was like, okay. And the spirits told me, you know what? Never, ever doubt yourself again. Never doubt where you're going with your information. Stick to what your information is because it's important so that people will keep thinking about it so they'll really click and it'll relate to them versus letting them drift off whichever way because it's our responsibility. When giving out that information, look, it might not make sense now, but it, if it comes to me like that and I know how it feels when it comes to me, it's probably going to make sense at some time. And so there you go. That's my story. So, what do you think? It was good. Okay, so that's that was uh, my little, so I put on Facebook, I will never doubt myself again. <laughs> I will listen to the spirits, and I will never question what I get.
1: Well, you know, sometimes it, it, it's a person that uh, you're giving that reading to, they're so expecting a certain response. You yes. know, like the, the, the jewels are under the bed, or they're they're <laughs> in the mattress yeah, or something. Exactly. Huh? So when you when they give you something that is really personal and deep down, it just goes right over their head. They forget about it.
0: Yeah, and that's so true. You know, you know, I'm like, and I always and I always tell people that too. It's like, look, because you want someone to come through, doesn't I mean that person's gonna come through. They're not gonna give you secret codes to the safe, whatever, because it's oh, there we have light now. So it's like um it's whatever it's whatever they or whoever it is feels is important for the message to get to that person. So that's what it's all about. So I just thought that was really cool. So there you go. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, our guest this evening are, is uh, Miss Jenny Ashford and Tom Ross, co-authors of The Mammoth Mountain Poultry Guest. It sounds so cool. I can't wait to talk to them. Um, uh, Jenny is the author. Tom is the uh, experiencer. experiency, I think it's Um Or experiencer, whatever. Uh, but um, he's the one that it was actually happening to, and she's the one who helped him to write the story. So I can't wait to talk to both of them to see the uh, the author, you know, how she took it in her version and what she thought about it, as well as, of course, the person that actually experienced it, because that's going to be very interesting. Um, so and I'm assuming you you have notes, Bob, you have questions, of course. You oh, ask. yeah.
1: And it's, I'm I'm looking forward to the show tonight because the one two weeks ago, I mean, the idiot you had on there talking with you, you yeah. know, it was horrid.
0: <laughs> well, that was me. <laughs> I was say, Bob, wasn't that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now look at you, my co-host. Well, what you know, have I done? I what? Know. What the hell have I done, Bob?
1: I well, I try to serve as an example to others. <laughs> you, know, you know that old saying, you know? Uh,
0: yes. What's the what's the old saying, Bob? What is it? Some,
1: it's something about you know, if you open your mouth, you know, <laughs> they're a fool.
0: <laughs> I just like to look at Cheryl's face when you did that. Oh yeah, that was me. That was so funny. Like, yeah,
1: oh, uh, well... Yeah, because nope, <laughs> Cheryl's basically dealing with two loose cannons.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. She's used to dealing with me, though. She'll just do that. Yeah, you know, well. It's, it's time to bring it down on that so, I,
1: yeah. I worked in corporate life, <laughs> so I know when to be nice. and good.
0: All right. Well, well, guess what time? Guess what time it is, Bob? Oh,
1: I'm excited because I look forward to this on Thursday nights like I look forward to Friday nights and get my bath.
0: Well, look at that. Okay, Cheryl, can you... <laughs> You're rolling after that comment. Just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder, it's time
2: for news of the strange.
0: All righty. And on that note from Bob, we're going to move forward with the stories. Okay. So the first story I have is interesting. It's titled, Alligator Bites Off, Arm of Man Fleeing from the Police. Oh, yes, that's where we're going this evening, folks. Here we go. Okay. A man who swam across an alligator-infested lake in Florida because he knew law enforcement was looking for him was found lying on the ground near the lake with most of his left forearm missing from an alligator attack. Jesse Scott... King King singer 21 had an argument Wednesday night with his mother who called Lakeland police to the apartment at the landings at Lock, long lake in Lake land, Florida Bay news reported the mother told police her son needed psychological help and was having an episode, which Fox 13 reported was related to PTSD concerned for her son's safety. She requested the police take him back under custody under the Baker act. Uh, King Singer had fled the apartment into a wooded area behind the apartment. Police called in the Polk County Sheriff's Office, which used a helicopter and bloodhound to search. Sheriffs in the helicopter spotted King Singer lying on the ground back near the apartment complex just before 10 p.m. This comes from Bay News 9. He told officers that he knew law enforcement was looking for him, so he swam back across the lake to where he was now. A sign near King Singer got out of the lake read, Caution, alligators frequent this area. King Singer was missing about three-quarters of his left forearm. He was taken to Lakeland Regional Health Center, where he was placed under the bay crack. No charges are pending at this time. Police said. There you go. So when there's a sign that says, alligator attack, don't go in the water swimming, because you're probably going to get attacked by an alligator.
1: Well, you know, there's a saying about escaping the long arm of the law. Well, his long arm escaped the law.
0: That's right. (laughs) It's an alligator's mouth. My gosh, that's terrible. It's like, really? It's like, if I were, and then they said no, charges are pending. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the lesson learned was he has part of his arm gone. We don't really need to ticket him or anything, do we? I mean, my God, that's so sad, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyways. Okay, so here's another crazy one. This one comes from, um, you know, all all these come from uh, Phantoms and Monsters, Pulse of the Paranormal. But this one also on there comes from FoxNews.com. Wicked lightning. And I read this and I was like, say what? So let's see if you do the same. Okay. According to reports, several dozen individuals have been killed by lightning strikes in just two days. Okay. The chances of being killed by a bolt of lightning are incredibly low. Yet for residents in Bangladesh recently, this unlikely scenario has been played out over and over again to devastating effect. Leading Bengali language newspapers have reported that a total of, and I repeat, a total of 64 people have been killed by lightning strikes since Thursday, most of them residing in rural areas. Factors contributing to this freak disaster are thought to include deforestation across the regions and a rise in the number of farmers working out in open fields using metal tools and equipment. Lightning strikes, deaths, are not something that the government typically monitors. However, after this incident, there are indications that they soon may change. We will make an effort so that the lightning strikes cannot be that big a threat in Bangladesh, uh, said Mohammed Riaz Ahmed, the country's disaster management chief. 64 people in like two days. Wow. I mean, you know, there's... Go ahead.
1: Was, there's, a, there's a video out there on the Internet. It shows some guy walking through an alley. He got mm-hmm. struck twice by lightning. You see him get hit, drop to the ground, and a few seconds later he gets up and starts walking. He gets, he got hit a second time.
0: That's crazy. I mean, because I know they're very, even, you know, okay, they have the metal tools, you know, don't hold a lightning rod, whatever. But even with that, how, it's very yeah. rare that it actually hits you anyways. I mean, these poor guys are out there trying to farm to make sure, you know, they're getting taken out one by one by one. But That's just, how does deforestation, uh, deforestation, station how's that have to i mean i understand there's no trees so it's more open fields and everything but really i don't think that would still be the reason why lightning is more drawn into hitting no. these
1: ground. i mean doesn't Some, make sense. somebody must have really ticked
0: off the lord i think so <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry for him it's like oh, that's a lot i mean i figured they'd say like five or six people and they said 64 i was like okay i gotta i gotta yeah
1: it was like it was like they was having one of those carny shows in, in heaven where you know yeah. you used to get the rifle and shoot all the things the ducks moving across the row there. Yeah. God had one of them. I know.
0: And I feel, <laughs> I, and I and I feel like uh, all my news things because I just looked at the next the next and last one all have to do with crazy natural disasters on the planet for some reason because this one is swarm of aggressive bees attack a California town Cheryl <gasps> okay. Concord, California. How was that close to you?
3: No, that's Northern California.
0: A swarm of aggressive bees have been attacking a town in Northern California. Despite the swatting and spraying, the bees are relentless. uh, Got me in the eye, said Mike Malley, a Concord resident, as he was stung. And on Hitchcock Road, which is weird, in Concord, it seems everyone has felt their sting more than once. Now, some guys were getting stung like ten times, you know, six, ten times right in a row. Bees are behind the deaths of two dogs and have attacked a number of people in Northern California. Police received the first calls about the aggressive bees on Friday, and from there it has only gotten worse. It's believed the insects are so-called killer bees that took over a hive of ordinary honeybees in an amateur beekeeper's backyard. When the beekeeper removed the infiltrated hive, it left the bees with nowhere to go. The insects are behind the deaths of two dogs and have attacked a number of people. Uh, said the mail carrier, which we said before. Climbing up on my hair all over my head, I was running and screaming, she said. CBS News uh, spokesman online with professional beekeeper Norman Lott, who's helped ridding the neighborhood of the bees. He said he has never seen anything like it. This is a new situation that we're going to have to deal with, he said. Police have barred pedestrians from part of the neighborhood where most of the attacks have happened while beekeepers work to safely remove the bees. They're hopeful most of it, if not all the bees, will be out of the neighborhood by Sunday night. So there Um, you go. I mean, it's like, it's crazy town out there. We got guys getting arms with the alligators, bees attacking people, uh, lightning wiping people out. What's going on, man? What do you think?
1: Do do you you remember the movie Frogs?
0: Yes, with Ray Blanc. Yes, uh,
1: I do. Sam Elliott, that was his very first movie. Wasn't and, really? uh, yeah, it's where nature decided that humans were basically a problem. And yeah. all these animals started just massacring everybody, spiders, frogs, everything.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that this is probably happening because it's like, that's, I mean, it. that's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, that's all I have in the, the news. Cheryl, what'd you think about any of those? One of the, especially the one about California when I said, Oh, it's California. You got to do it. Cause you know, it's, it's for sure. That was for you.
3: Yeah. Now I'm worried about my son who moved back to California. So Thanks for that. Good
1: yeah, job, doc. Um... Good. <laughs> job. <laughs> they I... can usually they can usually tell killer bees though because they like yeah. wear li- these little leather jackets and their antenna are greased <laughs> back.
0: Oh, they have the little swords <laughs> on their back like ninjas? Yeah, their
1: stingers I... don't just come out; they switch out with a yeah. like a switchblade. Oh, killer bees! Look out! Here we go. go.
3: I think your stories yes. are great, but I have to say I don't get why people swim where there's alligators. I mean, That's... I I've never gotten that. You know, no. when, when there's a sign that says, hey, there's alligators. Don't go in there. But, mm-hmm. you know, you go in there anyway. Yes. yeah. I never did get that. Why do people do that?
1: Did you ever I... see that TV show called uh, uh, Swamp People?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, the yes. movie. Yep. I saw the movie. No.
1: Oh, we well, no, there...
3: right. oh, no, that's the swamp, see, swamp thing. thing. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. There. Yeah.
1: Yes, Sh- shoot them. Shoot them. Yeah, all these right. these people go out there and they're holding a little line in a Flimsy boat trying to pull an alligator to the side to shoot it because they oh, get oh,
3: that show, the reality show. Yes, I have yeah. seen a couple episodes of that. Yes, <laughs> I have It's I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like to see alligators or people around alligators. They terrify me.
0: I know. I don't see how those people in the parks do it. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. "Today is the alligator show. Uh, this mm-hmm. is what I get paid to do: is go out there and aggravate the alligators so they open no, their mouths." Like, not me. I've seen okay. too many of them where they're like, "Look, it's cool. I'll put my head in there," and then all of a sudden, bam, right on top of it. Yeah, I mean, seriously. You're putting that
1: yeah, your in an alligator mouth. You have a comment, sorry. And here so, I hand feed raccoons.
0: Look at, yeah, and those <laughs> things are dangerous too, man. Those things can no. take your uh, take your face off, Bob. Bob, Bob I, is,
3: is Doctor Doolittle, right, Bob? Yep. Er,
1: <laughs> there's there's gonna be before the night's out. There's gonna be about four raccoons in here. That they come in, they want their uh, mar- giant marshmallows and their sugar donuts. And I usually hand feed them. I was gonna take a picture. Having a donut in my mouth and having get it out, but their eyesight isn't that good, and I value my nose.
3: Oh my so gosh!
1: I'm well, not yeah. gonna... i swipe your nose off, saying, mm, this is some nuts right here." well that's called thinning the herd. Hey, Bob. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> L- liquor man in chat wants to know how you're doing. Who? Liquor man.
1: Liquor man. Liquor man. Oh, that he's like, one of our he's one of our team members. Like liquor
0: store. Liquor. He, said yes. you can't, he said you he, can't fix stupid. Wow. Do you, re, do you rem- Yeah. Well, now I know who it is
1: for sure yeah. uh, there you see, go. see if the next time I come in there and buy some rumps, Scott you know, you know who that is? It's, I think it's his first time in chat The article you had in Paranormal Underground on Covington Liquor
3: Oh yeah, okay He was a
1: total skeptic of the paranormal And after we did investigations, not only does he have his own equipment now He's been on, on investigations with me
3: Nice. Isn't that amazing yep. how
1: people go from nice. like,
0: oh, that's just silly to, oh, my God. You yeah. I mean? It's like that. It's just that simple, you know. It's yep, like yep. you get, get to, you know, I mean, well, I mean, it's hard for me to say it now because being psychic, I, I understand it on a whole different level than before when I was just doing my equipment. Um, it was one thing. And now that I do this, it's another. But I still like using my equipment. I like melding the two together because I still like affirmation, especially if you're dealing with a client, because the client wants affirmation as much as they might believe you. Whatever, they still would like to see it or hear, you know, because it's interesting. So you know, I I kind of meld the two together. But it, it's it's just something when when it, when you're first when you're when you're when your first experiences with it, it's always like kind of like your brain's just trying to. Formulate what's happening, and it 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 can't, you know. And that's yeah. when you go, okay. Well, I now I have to go to another realm because it's not fitting in the things I've learned, you know.
1: It's like for you, Chuck. Since since uh, your medium skills are picking in your psychic abilities, yeah. going to an investigation, you're looking at a totally different worldview now.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like when I walk in, you know, and it's it's funny because it's not it's not like you can. I mean, you can you can shield yourself for negative energy and stuff, but there's no way that you can walk into a place and not pick up on something. Like yeah. And not pick up that energy. I already know. Like, I know what's kind of going on. I know where the areas sort of are. And sometimes the areas sort of are where the client's not even seeing, but they're there. So now I just go and set up accordingly. And it usually winds up always like, you know, we just did a house, and uh, we were downstairs, and I was using the Echo Vox. Which I like to use because it's real time, and I find out i have getting a lot of good response and intelligence with it. And we were down there, and all of a sudden, uh, one of the client's dogs barks, and then you hear, uh, I go, What was that? And then the client goes, Oh, that was my dog. And I'm, what's the dog's name? I'm like, Oh, I don't know. And she's like, No, no, I wasn't asking you. I was asking the, spe- the spirits. And then all of a sudden, you hear the, the echo box go, Peepers. And I look at her, and she goes, That's my dog's name. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? She goes, No, that's my dog's name. And I was like, Oh my god! And then later on, the the dogs run around again. You hear it bark. Then all of a sudden, you hear the same voice go, "Dog," like really loud. While we're standing there, we're all talking. I'm like, "Oh, so whoever it was was just was intelligently trying to interact with us and the dogs, and it was really cool." It
1: was really cool. Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, is you psychically can sense what's going on, but oh, yeah. you still you the other part of you still gets excited when some <laughs> kind of a meter goes off, yes. verifying what you just psychically. It's it's
0: like your verification. That you're still psychic. Yeah, it's like affirmation, yeah, because I'm like, I know I'm feeling energy, and then all of a sudden you hear that voice saying, you know, the dog, and I'm like, oh, see, I knew it. I knew it was right here. I knew it, you know, so, and that's funny, because that's where we set the equipment up to catch the stuff, so yeah, it's actually kind of cool. It's kind of a nice melding of uh, new and old, you know. Yeah, I noticed all of our video feeds are screwed up again. Well, I can see you now. You've probably popped back on. I don't know if you can see me, but I can see you, but I, oh, and now Cheryl's is going to pop back on.
4: Yeah, I just got back on.
0: Yeah, oh, there we go. Now we can see everybody again. I can't see you,
3: dude. I can't. Wait, that's Karen's face. What is that? Oh, Bob has a picture on a stick of Karen's face. And then he has a picture of me. And
0: then he has a picture of a question mark. This is going to be an interesting (laughs) evening, folks. Oh, boy. (laughs) Cheryl's face.
3: is priceless.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And here's Cheryl earlier said, Oh, you're coming on to be co host tonight? Yay. I bet she's going to regret that. She's regretting that now. (laughs)
3: I'll no, never, be, I'll it. never
1: be, and I'll never be in her magazine again.
3: Yes, he will. Yes, he will.
0: She's gonna go, uh, Chuck. Don't ever <laughs> have him on a co-hosting ever again. We're gonna talk. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like Bob.
1: We're fine. Me and Bob. Like yeah, us. we we went through the same thing. We both had wives at one time. We both mm-hmm. went through some pain and suffering. I just did it <laughs> 20 years earlier than he did. I
0: know. And look at you! You still well. You still have yours. I'm done. I'm free. I'm free. Well, I, I got number two. I know. Well, I had first, I, the, the two first
1: one was to fun. find out all the things you shouldn't have in a wife. Oh, and see, you know, now from now that Cheryl's from Tennessee, now Chad kept on going to FarmersOnly.com, but he's in West Tennessee or East Tennessee, so he had to go to <laughs> Hillbillies.com. <laughs> We're going to get kicked
0: off the air for that
1: one. There, there was nobody there, so he went oh. to com and found Cheryl. God.
0: <laughs> you know what's
3: really hysterical, Bob? Is that is that when I first met Chad, you know how he introduced himself?
1: I'm afraid to ask.
3: As just a hillbilly. Oh, look at that. That's so
0: romantic. Oh, sweet. True story. That's and okay. Her- I've, tried, I've been and trying her- all these. Th- oh, go ahead. What did you say?
1: Her being from California, all she said was, "Whatever." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I tried all these. I tried all these dating sites, and I'm telling you, no. Oh, okay. No. I, I'm on Match.com. I was trying that for a little while. Okay, and it's people like first they write, "Oh, I'm just a lovely person. I just want to be with somebody and get to know me. And I'm a funny person. You get to know me. I get to know you. Blah blah. It's all wonderful. Then you scroll down to what I want in the man." Must be athletic, athletic and toned. Must have, make 100K plus. Must have this. Must have. I'm like, it's like a laundry list oh. for a sugar day. Yeah. I, can't, I, I drive a 95 Buick with no paint on it. I'm slightly <laughs> athletically toned at least, but I don't have 100K. Okay. I don't make that money. So I have nothing to offer. So now I'm just on there with this stupid face on the thing and I'm, it's
1: whatever. Well, you know what I did out on, on my Facebook page for a while? My wife made me take it off. I got one of those uh, photo apps that age you. Yeah. and I took, I took a picture of me and aged it like 10 years and then yeah. I took that picture and aged it 10 years. Well, I did that about eight times so I looked like the Crypt Keeper and, and that's what I had out on Facebook is my, my uh, Facebook page and she goes, my God, why'd you do that? I said, well, that keeps the old ladies away.
0: <laughs> well, do you have one that goes backwards because maybe I could get a date thing because I ain't getting no dates this way.
1: No. Well, I got a friend, you know, who
0: lives up in the Chicago area. mean. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's already got a hold of me. Now, wait, is her? why does it say Sammy when, it's, when it comes to me? It says Sammy, but her name is – is it Cheryl? or Sheila. Sheila, yeah. Is well, it, she's, that, 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 she's, had some, she's had
1: some stalkers in the past. Oh, okay. So she's, she's very careful. In fact, her oh. Facebook is a different name than what her real name is.
0: Oh, okay, but, yeah, because she got a hold of me. And I said, yeah, I would like to – she gave me a phone number and said, would like to talk. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool because, you know, I could use a – you get someone on the team from here because I'm using. It's funny because my friend Teresa, uh, who is my now my researcher from Indiana, who's also my student, who's also my friend now. Um, she does great. My guy, she does great background history and stuff. So, but anyways. And when uh, you're not,
1: you, do, get, and, and when you're not doing research, she's mm-hmm. into biking and physical exercise, which you are too.
0: There You go. All right. See, Sounds good. That's the plan. So where's our guest? Well, we're we're going to go to a break first and then we're going to have our guests cuz that's how it works here, Bob.
1: I, I I know. I'm I'm used to just listening.
0: Oh, all right, okay. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go to take a break. and Then we come back, we're going to have our wonderful guests Jenny Ashford and Tom Ross. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Mixlr with me
2: and Bob. We'll be right back. You are a waste. A loser.
3: Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine.
2: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites, to ufology, to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions.
3: If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals in herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring
6: the unexplained today. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
2: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
6: Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
2: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
6: Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfrazier.com.
0: So you're looking for the best in paranormal radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host,
6: Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well.
0: So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Exploring the Unexplained. We are back. This is Mix LR. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, me, Chucky G, and my little sidekick this evening, Mr. Bob Fountain. We also have our guests on right now. We've been going through some video issues where everybody can see everybody and I can see them all, and nobody can see me. Isn't that wonderful? I yes love it, America. Yes, hmm. it
1: is. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I'm a handsome guy, you know. Uh, Swear <laughs> to God I am. Okay. All right. So anyways, we have our guests this evening, Jenny Ashford and Tom Ross. Hi, Jenny and Tom. How are you? How Hi, you doing? good. How are you? How are you doing? So so pretty much what I could do tonight, I can pick my nose and nobody can see me. This is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful God. thing. <laughs> Whatever I want, <laughs> strip down and you can't see me. <laughs> That's when the Skype will come back up. And other yeah, yes. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wonderful. No amount, no <laughs> amount of therapy will repair me. Really.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, on the topic. Um, so, we have the co-authors of the Mammoth Mountain Poltergeist. Um, I want to start with. I'll just start with each person separately first, and kind of give a little background to it, and then we'll move into the the experiences slash book. Okay. So let's start with. Uh, let's start with. I want to start with Tom first, because Tom, you are the experiencer. So. Okay. Can you kind of give me a little background on, I guess, who you are, where you, you, know, where you come from, which is the planet Earth, I hope, um, and then, you know, we'll move from there. So just go ahead and give us a little background on yourself. Uh, see, I'm uh, 46 years
5: old. I'm a, a disabled veteran, in U.S. Army, 101st Airborne Division, 1st 327th, and uh, um, 1st in the 506 Infantry, and uh, I'm retired now, and— the story uh, that I tell in the book was something that happened to me when I was 13 uh, at Mammoth Mountain, okay. California, during a vacation that was uh, with uh, me, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousin over a Christmas vacation. And that's when it happened. And I haven't forgotten it to this day. Okay.
0: All right. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for your service. Because I always like to, yep. for they've well, you know protected my freedom, so I do appreciate Go army. that. army. Um, so okay, and then uh, Jenny, can you give us a little background on your wonderful life and who you are?
7: Sure. Uh, okay. Let's see. <laughs> They're comparing. <Yeah>. to <laughs> I I just have regular ones. I don't. Have them. But uh, hi, I'm, hi, I'm Jenny. I'm 43 years old. <laughs> Since uh-huh. you said your age, I guess might, I have yeah, to I'm too. Not. Sure. And uh, I'm actually I'm primarily a horror writer. Uh, okay. But I do paranormal nonfiction too. And for my day job, I am a graphic designer. And I've been doing mm-hmm. that for about 20 years. Okay. And okay. Uh, eventually I'd like to do writing full time, but we'll see how it goes. How, but I still do graphic design fun, you know, for fun.
0: Well, how'd you get into writing, I mean, Was it just, I'm just, I, one day, hey, I just want to write. Or was this something Actually, that. Actually, I've been writing
7: since I could write. That oh. was pretty much all I ever wanted to do. I mean, I did the graphic design because it was something I was kind of interested in. I said, well, you know, I'll try to make money at writing, but I bet I'm not gonna. So I need something to fall back on. Okay. More or less. So That's you know, funny. I was like, well, graphic design seems a pretty safe thing.
1: Yeah. So, I, never, I never found that to be true. Well, it's I got, I got a one-year scholarship out of high school for graphic design and commercial art until mm-hmm. I found out how much they made. Yeah,
7: yeah it depends where you live. I mean. I, you know, we live in Florida where really no one gets paid much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> designers really don't get paid very much. Yeah. They all got security. The cost of living is low. So it's not too
0: bad. Well, if you live in Florida, don't swim in the, in the, the lakes or the rivers because alligators eat people's arms off. Cause I was no kidding. Them. Yeah.
7: I don't, oh, I know. know. But yeah. alligators get run over crossing the road. I've seen. Oh,
0: them. well, I guess there's <laughs> payback after all. Huh? Look at that. Karma. We, yeah. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so yeah. Um, Okay, so, you know, you went into graphic design because, you know, we understand writing. It's just sort of like I'm a psychic and I, I do readings and, and things like that. But, of course, I have to have a regular job because, you know, bills must be paid. So I get that. Um, so so how did you guys get together on, I mean, how did you and Tom meet and how did you get in, involved in the, uh, the uh, events that happened with Tom?
7: We actually, we met at Independent Bar, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we met in a little, nightclub.
7: Little shout out for Independent yeah. Bar. oh, I'm, I'm writing that down. From,
5: yeah, I'm looking for home away from home. Good. Write that down. Okay. Yeah,
7: we met there uh, probably six, seven years ago, something yeah. like that. Uh-huh.
5: And we started dating, and she was writing horror books, and uh, and I said, I got a real horror story for you, and uh, told her that story, and she investigated it, talked to my families, and she said, man, nah, I'd really like to write a book about that.
0: Well, so I mean. Facts. I mean, she's a keeper if you're telling her a story like that and she didn't run off the other way. So, I mean,
5: <laughs> you're, you're, you're
0: me. good to go. You're golden, man.
7: <laughs> <laughs> she, That's she awesome.
5: You know me for probably, what, two years?
7: Yeah, a year and a half, two yeah. years. But, it, I mean, before you told me. Before
5: I said, before I told you that story. Yeah. Huh?
7: So, you know, if you'd have told me that right out of the gate, I'd probably be like, ah, oh, oh, he's crazy. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna slide over on. <laughs> righty. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, okay, so you met each other. You used to, he told you the story, and then you you found, of course, interesting. So then, I mean, when did you decide? You know what? Let's let's write about. Let's let's share this with. Because you know, sometimes these these experiences are personal. Sometimes you don't want to share yeah. with other people. Sometimes you don't want people to know because then they look at you and they do the eye rolling, and which is not really prevalent as much as it used to be because now you know the spiritual world is so much more open uh, the paranormal uh, field is so much more open but i mean when did you decide you know hey uh it's cool let's 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 tell people about this i mean how did that come about like that
7: well i think probably i mean it had been so long since it had happened and i think i don't know you're kind of at the age where you don't really care No, i'm I, yeah
5: i'm 40 something <laughs> i don't care what people think
7: you don't care if people think you're crazy anymore <laughs>
5: no i don't care <laughs> So pretty much
7: it so, the know, I don't care attitude. So like, nah. Nah. Yeah. It doesn't bother
0: him. <laughs> I was going to um, like now. some really like, you know, profound thing. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm old. I don't care. Let's just write about yeah. it. Yeah. Well,
7: I mean, we talked about it. We, I yeah. mean, I, he told me the story. We probably talked about it for three and a half years before we actually kind of got down to. Was it that long? Well, it might have been. Yeah. Oh, because, no. I mean, yeah. Well. Maybe, I'm,
5: I'm More like about a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a maybe year and a half. I don't have a good and time. And then we started anymore. writing it. Yeah. Okay. All right.
7: But well, we talked about it a long time before we wrote it, and I, you know, I kind of yeah. checked, and I checked with his uh, family that also saw it, and I was like, do you, you know.
5: And then, well, then you kind of intensified, went, went, uh, started to actually investigate and interview family members. So yeah. that's, the, that really didn't take that long. No. No. But uh, the book's written, and uh, a parapsychologist had uh, re- read it, and uh, asked if she could write some of his cases. He's a guy in England named um, Steve Mara, who's a Mm well-known field parapsychologist. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a good guy. I've become friends with him. We have one uh, one of his cases written it up and there's another one on the way that was covered by um, Fox News. Uh, That case. In
7: Seattle. In
5: Seattle. It's a recent case.
7: But that's what's kind of funny. That's kind of how... I mean before this, before Mammoth Mountain, I had never written any paranormal novel. Because I'm a skeptic, you know. So I had never Mm -hmm. really written any paranormal. all All my stuff was fiction.
6: Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So
7: it was really kind of that was kind of the, the thing that got the whole paranormal ball rolling with all these yeah. books and stuff like that was doing Mammoth Mountain. Yeah. Because that was the first thing like that. I and I got done.
5: reviewed by the SPR. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the S- have- I don't know who you know who the SPR is? Uh, no, I do not. Society <laughs> uh, uh,
1: for Psychological
5: well. Research. They're, yeah, they're, okay. they're British uh, government backed debunkers, really. Okay. And usually they will savage a book. Mm-hmm. And uh the guy who reviewed mine, really, the only thing negative he had to say about it is that the case was too old to verify mm-hmm.
7: which okay. you know yeah. fair enough which
5: that's that's good from them <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: right,
0: Bob, you have a question
1: yeah Jenny writing horror stories you started doing that long before you you oh uh, yeah, delved into this did did your view of what real paranormal events were uh Change your your view of what was going on there? Did it make it like a darker thing, or you know, some people look at it, oh, they're communicating with us, how wonderful? Or by writing horror stories, did you get to the point where this could be bad?
7: Um, I don't think so. I don't know why. I just I for some reason maybe it's just because I still have that kind of skeptical nature, and so I I don't know why I don't.
5: Yeah. Well, what I mean, I've seeing? seen it. I've yeah. seen it
7: happen, but no. I don't. It doesn't frighten me. Yeah. You know what I mean? As as much as maybe I thought it would before I had seen it. Yeah. You know, because it still happens now occasionally <laughs> at our house many years later. I think um I think I talking about all the poltergeists has kind of started back up again in the last 6 months or so yeah, yeah. probably.
5: Yeah. Now, to clarify something for the for the for the the listener. Uh, the, when I when I talk about poltergeist I'm not talking about the Hollywood version of poltergeist. I'm talking about the classic British German definition of poltergeist, which uh, in modern er, in in pop culture would be a situation not like the poltergeist movie with ghosts. This is a situation more like the movie Carrie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was with, with, with less fire. Right. It's it's an uh, it's a ghostly phenomenon that at first, when you first see it, seems to be a ghost. Oh, we have we have.
7: There we have. he is. See,
5: yeah. it <laughs> seems to be a ghost at first, but then, working with it for a couple of weeks, I started to question that, and uh, I, be- I believe it's more more what uh, everybody's joking around over here. That's okay. But uh, it see, I'm getting ready to laugh. But That's okay. uh, you can laugh, Tom. That's okay. it, it's uh, the, cl- the classic definition would be RSPK, which is recurrent spontaneous mm-hmm. psychokinesis. Correct. But it's unconscious. It's under the control of the subconscious mind. Okay.
7: But it is so, you doing it. That's why I. That's no. I think that's probably why I'm not afraid of it yeah. because I know it's you. They're, they're it. more You're not consciously doing it. It's
5: more it's scary right. when you have when you when, when when poltergeists happen around in a group of people that believe it to be a ghost or a demon because it'll start acting like
1: that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. On the- Go ahead, Bobby. Tom-
1: Hey, hey, Tom. Uh, one yeah. of the questions. Being prior military, I'm I'm Navy. Okay. okay. Yeah. My dad was he? Yeah, USS
5: Yorktown.
1: I was on I was on a destroyer escort going across the Atlantic. But the the thing is, is with that military background, you know, you experience things and you're you're conditioned to deal with it. Mm -hmm. With with the paranormal and poltergeist activity, I'm sure you dealt with it totally differently than other people would.
5: Well, I was 13 at the time, so I was wasn't in the service at the time
1: but you said some stuff's currently happening.
5: Yeah, stuff happened afterwards, but um and some of it happened while I was in the service, which that's in the book too. It's it's a long-term case. It went it took the, the main poltergeist uh outbreak, if that's what you want to call it, only lasted about 2 weeks or so, but it okay. had it had long-term effects. It mutated into other things like um spontaneous OBE things like that
7: and that happened many years later that
5: happened many years later and then recently uh there was some limited poltergeist activity that happened in front of witnesses in the house but it was so nothing it was small potatoes it was it was small potatoes compared to
0: what it was when yeah. i was 13. all right so so we're saying that the the all the activity is pretty much generally connected to you yeah. versus you know actual spirit activity um yeah. now you know with with when you're talking like the poltergeist and you're talking about uh, poltergeist activity, if it's connected to you, that's through it's through a thought process. Um, uh, if the thoughts get away from a person, um, they call them topas, where the thought process can take on a life of its own. Yeah, and they become its own. It, it actually becomes its own. Own, it's own being, you know, it comes to life on its own. It has its own thought process. Is not, 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 connected to you anymore. It can then roam free on its own and that's when it can get, it can get actually pretty dangerous because then you have no control of it anymore. So, yeah. I mean, did you always feel that it was, did you always feel it was just connected to you and like, you know, like, uh, or no. at some point did it feel like it just kind of took on a life of its own kind of a thing?
5: No, it started from the very beginning like it had a life of its own, like it was, a, um, like it was an external entity. Yes. But okay. over time, we were, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but, you know, we That's were doing cool. our own investigation and interacting with it and it, and it didn't really pass the test for, a, um, and, uh, it didn't really pass the test as something being a ghost or a full-fledged mm-hmm. uh, independent consciousness. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't. You know, um, what stopped it? I'm, I'm getting way ahead of this story, right. but it's you're good. It's kinda, good because yeah. that's okay. We'll, we'll back I have to up. Read yeah. the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't give away everything. Yes, but when I started, when I started to suspect that I was a poltergeist focus and tried to actively move objects, it
0: stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you're because trying to push it. You're just turning into telekinesis. Then you're trying to push right, into it into that, it, it, that it, realm. Uh-huh.
5: I, what whatever does it is only in the right hemisphere. It's a an unconscious or a subconscious personality. I, it, mm-hmm. It's it's that part of your brain when you okay. Here's a good example: when you're asleep and dreaming, you're in mm-hmm. a dream. Mm-hmm. Characters in your dream will interact with you, but you mm-hmm. can't control them. They they have a, like a life of their own. Yes, they do. Well, who is that? Is that somebody else? Mm-hmm. No, that's that's you. It's just an, it's in the right hemisphere. It's an, it's another version of you, mm-hmm. and. That's what's controlling poltergeist.
4: Hmm. Yeah,
5: and when Looks you try cool. to move that into conscious thought, uh, there's some kind of safety mechanism must be in the brain of the consciousness that it short circuits that ability, so you mm-hmm. can't do it consciously. At least as far as I'm aware. Well, it's something I've that never has s- to be... heard of anybody being able to do it consciously, except maybe that Russian woman, if that was real, mm-hmm. back in the 50s. Yeah,
7: it's something that has to be allowed.
5: Yeah. It's... Yeah.
7: Rather than, You're right. I mean, you have to kind of just let it happen to you, rather than
0: yeah you doing. Okay. So if we're talking, we're talking the poltergeist TV we know we're connected to you. Let's talk about spirits. Let's talk. I don't like to say ghosts because it's not a word that I use, but spirits or entities or beings that no longer have physical form. I mean, what are your, what are your feelings on that? What was your belief on that? Do you believe in them? Do you not believe in them? Do you, do you think that they actually exist? You're asking me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes.
5: I, I haven't witnessed anything that, I haven't wi- witnessed anything outside of poltergeist. And okay. Poltergeist didn't pass that test. I'm not saying that ghosts don't exist. It's just that I haven't witnessed one.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I yeah. just wanted—I just curious what you're taking.
5: It could be if uh, you know if there's a if the quantum soul theory is true from Stuart mm-hmm. Hameroff. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of the quantum soul theory. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when I had an when I had an, a spontaneous out of body experience, um. I was observing the room from outside my body, and there was witnesses in the room at the time that that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was also so, uh, a slight outbreak of psycho- psychokinetic activity when I exteriorized. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, if a living person could do it, what's to say that a dead person doesn't do that? What's to say you, your consciousness does not survive death? I can't prove that it doesn't. It may.
0: Mm-hmm. It's plausible. I think. Okay. Um. What are your what are your feelings on that, Jenny? I mean, you're a skeptic, so I mean, where do you go with yeah, that? Yeah,
7: I'm not sure. I mean, because of the way he has um, described his out of body experience to me, mm-hmm. I can see how maybe the consciousness could kind of survive outside of the body. Other than that, I'm I'm not so sure. I'm down with you know ghosts or intelligent. Mm -hmm. You know, that could intelligently interact with you still, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I can see how maybe you go in a hundred year old castle and there's some kind of like recording of something Mm -hmm. like happening over and over, like if something really traumatic happened there. Yeah, you're
0: you're talking residual versus intelligent. Yeah, but you know,
7: nothing that would like notice you or anything like that. It was just like playing out. Again, mm-hmm. I can see that kind of being plausible, but I you know, this kind of thing about ghosts like contacting people and telling them where there's buried treasure and stuff, yeah, no, I don't I don't <laughs> think I can get uh, I don't think I can get down with that. That's,
0: okay. That's all right. Everybody's cool. everybody's entitled to, you know, their, their belief <laughs> process, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um so, uh Bob, do you have any questions? since I, Yeah, you know, well, it's well kind of frozen so I can't see you.
1: Well, since you guys can you don't know us that well, but both uh, Chuck and me are paranormal investigators. We actually go out in these investigations with thousands of dollars of equipment, you know, and record things, EVPs, uh, pictures and that. So we kind of understand where you're coming from with all this. And and Jenny, you being a skeptic, and I'm somewhat that way, too, because some of our team are really close with, like, the flashlight thing, which yeah. drives, drives me insane, because... Uh, that's just a mechanical uh, phenomenon. But, uh, you know, there's certain things that, that happen, and you being a skeptic, is there a certain uh, bar that all of a sudden you see it and you say, oh, wait a minute now, there's no way to f- actually explain this. Have you I'm run into, into that the, yet? Remote. the remote and the light and the doorbell.
7: Yeah, although that was just poltergeist stuff that you did. Yeah, I
5: mean, wasn't so that what they are asking about? Yeah, asking about but i like-
7: well, no, he's saying, um, like, what would the bar be to, like, believe in ghosts.
5: In ghosts? Now,
7: here's, here's yeah, an interesting life, thing, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mentioned Steve Mara before, and I'm working on another book with him now. Mm-hmm. And he was investigating a house in Seattle. And he was there for six days, and then he went back, and then I think he was there for eight days the second time, right. the second investigation. And they recorded almost 500 EVPs and a few AVPs and also. they're good.
5: They're very and good. and They're clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he played
7: some of them for me because I'm writing the book. And mm-hmm. that was pretty freaky. And the the voices had something to do with what was going on, like not always. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it was kind of commenting on what they were doing or talking yeah, about yeah. their equipment. And weirdly, mm-hmm. they all had like Irish accents.
5: They were saying mm-hmm. things like it's a night cam." Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah,
7: they were saying yeah. things like that. And like I mm-hmm. said, they were very clear. It wasn't that kind of like mumbly thing like you hear on TV. Oh, no. yeah. But I didn't hear anything. Yes. Yeah, these were like very clear voices. Yeah. And yeah. he yes. had like five hundred of them. Yeah.
1: Does that well, change just, your mind on it? Huh? Does that change your mind a lot on? It being did vocal? kind of
7: actually make me think about I mean, because he's kind of leaning toward this might be a haunting, like these actual might be these might be actual entities like in this house, like talking and they know we're there and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm still kind of like, eh, but then I'm kind of like, what else could that be though? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially like all these comments that had to do with what they were talking about or what they were yeah, doing yeah. at the time. It was yeah, just so weird. And it was really creepy to hear them.
5: I'm helping with on that book. I did all the audio uh, interviews with Steve and I talked to the guy who owns the house. I saw, mm-hmm. I saw, I saw, the photographs and the videos that were taken. It's not poltergeist. Yeah. It, ha- it has certain elements of poltergeist in it, yeah. but it's, it's nothing like what I experienced.
7: Well, it's well, yeah, location based. It's yeah. not based around the guy because. Well, seemingly.
5: Seemingly. Seemingly. Because. It's hard to prove anything. Because
7: they think that the person that lived there before experienced mm-hmm. things also. So they think it has something to do with the house or the land. There was a cat well, there before the house. Yeah, the land, not the house, because the house is only 10 years old.
0: Yeah, well, I've had, like, um, you know, being an investigator for over 30 years, and I am a psychic. So um, I do understand where you're coming from until I had my own experiences, which kind of changed me to where I'm at. Um, but uh, on the investigator side of things, um, I have caught I mean, my, my, when my EVPs are, if I even give them to a client, they have to be super clear. They have to yeah. be, uh, intelligent, which I do get a lot of intelligence. They'll actually talk to me, call me by name. Um, they'll say things that are happening as it's happening. Like dog barks. When we hear somebody go, Oh, a dog. And they that's what they're saying. Oh, a dog. So they're knowing that the dog's there. So, yeah. you know, we get a lot of this. I've gotten a lot of that over the years, over and over and over and over. So, I mean, I'm very stringent before I became, before I started to, uh, get my gifts uh, to which I use now, um, which I use those in, con- in concurrent with the technology. And I can say, Oh, I hear this and this is what this person is. And then it comes through and it's that person's name. And it's the same thing. And it's intelligent. Now I'm getting like multiple layers of things that I just, just no way that it, you, you can explain this on the normal range. So I find it to be very interesting, you know, but um, let, let's, let's do this. We, it's it's the top of the hour. Let's take a break. And then we'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk some more, okay? Does that sound good? Okay, yeah, sure. cool. All right, cool. So you're listening to SLR Paranormal Underground Radio, In the Dark, with your hosts, Bob and Chucky G, and our guest Jenny and Tom. We will be right back after this wonderful break that Cheryl set up for us. Go ahead, Cheryl. My name is Daryl E. Berry junior longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next to Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarrellEBerryJr.com or NextDensity.org. NextDensity change yourself.
6: Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
2: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
6: Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
2: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
6: Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com.
0: So you're looking for the best in paranormal radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained.
6: That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well.
0: So, join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your hosts, Chucky G. and Bob. We are here with our guests, Jenny and Tom, from co authors of the Mammoth Mountain Poltergeist. So, what we're going to do on this half is we want to talk about um, some of the experiences we were talking about, break, some of the things that had happened. During the case, we want to go in everything, of course, because we want people to read the book. But we need to give them bits and pieces so they can kind of understand what's going on. So wherever you want to start is is fine, Tom. Wherever you want to start.
5: Oh, the the poltergeist. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, we go to this nice uh, condominium that Mammoth Mountain Lakes. On the way there, I was kind of uh, uh, apprehensive because the drive was up through on a mountain road in the snow, and it really reminded me of the opening scene of The Shining.
0: Okay, okay. And
4: and
5: I'd seen that as a kid, and I was kind of spooked. But when I got there, the first thing that that happened is I put my bag on a bed and went back out to the car to go get my suitcase, and came right back to that room, and my bag was open on its side, and I saw a streak of motion out of the corner of my vision, and I looked to see a rolled-up pair of socks was moving across the bed, and as soon as my eyes fell on it, it just came to a screeching halt. And I just went, what, what, what that happened? Did it fall over and this stuff fall out? I don't remember unzip, unzipping that. And that was the very mm-hmm. first thing that happened. I shook it off. Later, at, later that night, I was trying to go to sleep in that room. I was by myself. My aunt and uncle were upstairs. My cousin was in the, in the room next to me. And uh, I hear the coat hangers in the closet jingling as if there's a gentle breeze in the closet. And it scared me, and I was trying to rationalize it. you know, How could there be a breeze in the closet? And then, as I was thinking that, I heard something drag across the carpet near the foot of the bed. It sounded like it weighed about 50 or 60 pounds, and it uh, sounded like it was kinda square. I heard it drag probably about five or six feet and stop, and then the telephone on the receiver on the nightstand next to me, the receiver lifted up off of the telephone and fell back down on the re- uh, fell back on, down on the phone. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like it fell about an inch, mm-hmm. and I, I finally got the nerve to look, and there was nothing there—just a dark room. Woke up the next day, uh, tried to forget about it. I thought it was maybe my imagination. I, didn't, I was only thirteen. I didn't want to sound like I was scared to sleep in a room by myself, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I told my uncle, I said, man, uh, do you believe in haunted houses? And he, we, he got around to saying, why are you asking this? And I said, uh, you think that house is haunted in there? And he goes, it is creepy. He says, let's find out. So we drove back to the house because we had that discussion at ski slopes. Drove back to, the, to that uh, house. And when we got there, there were all these little folded up towels waiting for us on the back of, back of doorknobs, at the foots of beds. And we we're like, what is this? Is it, did room service do this?
7: And they left them in weird places. Yeah,
5: and they were left in very peculiar places. They were the little washcloths. They were folded in thirds very neatly and folded over things. One of the hand towels was folded along the back of a chair uh, that was at a drafting table. And my uncle, it was pulled out a little bit, that chair. My uncle grabbed that chair and pushed it in. And went, this is really weird. Well, let's, go get, let's go get Lois, was my aunt. Mm-hmm. and uh, bring her back because she's probably done skiing. And he, and he told me, he said, don't tell her any of this. You know, I don't want to get her upset. But of course, I'm 13. I blabbed immediately. Lois, you know, that house is creepy. We think there's ghosts. We come back and we showed her the, that, that chair on that drafting table with that towel folded over the back of it. And I looked and I said, Red, look, that chair is pulled out. You pushed it in. And he said, I sure did. That's weird. He pushed it back in, and we left and closed the door. We, we left that room and closed the door behind us, walked about five steps. And uh, before we left, my, my aunt said, boy, that sure is an ugly lamp. There was a lamp on the a, on a dresser. And, and we went, yeah, it is an ugly lamp. And it, it was weird looking tacky. Well, when we shut the door and walked, walked five steps from that door, my uncle said, wait a minute, let's go back and memorize that room. I said, yeah. And we opened the door, and the lamp was gone. Wow. She's gone. I, sc- I basically screamed and ran for the front door.
7: <laughs> uh, as you would. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't they were, you, yeah.
5: They were just standing there f- frozen. I was, as I was coming up on that door, I was thinking, man, that door is not going to open. I'm gonna watch. It's going to be like just out of the horror movies. But it did. It let me out. I uh, hyperventilated a little bit, went back in, and I, to find my uncle down on all fours trying to pull the carpet up looking for secret rooms secret doors into the room.
7: Yeah. He thought someone was in there.
5: Thought so somebody was in that room. Oh, okay. so okay. one way in or out of that room and we were covering that door. The clo- the, the lamp was actually found in the closet in that room. On the mm-hmm. floor of the and, closet. And 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 from that moment on, it was just an intense barrage of uh, objects appearing, disappearing, being moved, noises. As soon as everyone sees it, it starts. As soon as everybody mm-hmm. recognizes it, it starts its thing. Bob, I can't hear him. No audio. Can't
0: hear you, Bob. You're on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. He's on mute. (laughs) (laughs) He's on mute. We can't hear you. No, he's on mute. Yeah. So, all right. So, Bob, you're on mute there, buddy. Darn. There you go. Hey, Bob's back. <laughs>
1: well, I'm new at this stuff. <laughs> anyway, Je- Jenny, hearing, hearing all this stuff, does it give you like new ideas for horror uh, books?
7: Everything does, honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not so much. Not so much. I, it's kind of like, it's almost like compartmentalized, I guess. My the- wife, it kind of comes from a different...
1: So basically everything that he's experienced is it's kinda like a personal thing.
7: Yeah.
5: One weird thing, the difference between horror and, and, and paranormal activity is that horror has a plot. Yeah. Actual paranormal activity has no plot, no character development and no resolution. Absolutely.
0: It begins, yeah, it like goes stuff on, stuff and then and that's it. And, then... and hey, there's it's it, resolution. It yeah. does have screaming guys running out of buildings, though. I mean, really right? yeah. There you go. All right. And it got worse. Read the book. <laughs> that, that was, <laughs> oh, that I'm going to get the book, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That was, read the book. Well, that
7: was only like the first full day you guys was were there. Just, that right. lamp thing happened. Right.
5: It got to where it could... Bust chains off the of door locks, you know, little chains that go across, and bust those yes. off, I tell a story about that. I tell mm-hmm. stories about the um, the blue haze, we used to see these blue hazes, which was the weirdest thing. Okay. Um. Like an energy. Like yeah, yeah. It would scribble things, well it scribbled one thing, go. On oh. a window. On a window, yeah. Okay. Um, it made a dummy out of a badminton racket, a a pants, shirt and a baseball cap and it put that next to my cousin while he was asleep in bed under the watchful eye of his mom in a in about in a in a split second. Wow. And all wow. that stuff had come from his from his room.
7: Yeah, it just assembled it.
5: She was watching over him to make sure he was safe while I was sleeping when all the stuff was going on cuz we all ended up sleeping in the same room with the lights on, you know, in the living room a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh just depending on whatever the situation was. Uh, um sure. Yeah, it did a lot of neat stuff. I mean, it was scary, but you know what? You'd, you'd, you'd want to run from it. You'd run, but then you'd shake it off and go back because your curiosity would get the best of you. You were seeing like the the greatest show on earth at the right. same right. time because right. they tell yeah. you that this stuff doesn't exist. Right. But it does. Right. Well, and okay. if your curiosity just uh, overcomes your fear eventually.
0: See, well, that's a, that's a, that's a good point you made. Like where people t- like that's when we talk about spirits or the the other side or entities or whatever you want to call them. When you're talking about this, what, you, what you're talking about now, and you're saying, well, you know, logic tells us the way we're raised tells us this, this stuff just can't happen. But yet it is happening. So right. why, if if that can happen, why can't people from the other side speak to us? Why can't people from the other side come back intelligently try to communicate with us? What makes that that doesn't make it that, that that's actually less dramatic than the things yeah. that are happening True. energetically, what you're talking about, you know? Well, I, I, so. I
5: talk about it in my book. Once that started to happen, my uncle, who, uh, he was a real trooper through this whole thing. I mean, man, this guy, I, the, I, I, I tell you the things that he did in this book. He's <laughs> like, if this is real, what else is real? What, is yes. Bigfoot real? Is, <laughs> there are, you go, yeah. Is this real? Yeah. You know, are werewolves real? What is real? Yeah. And, and, you right. know, and he was really having a a psychological fugue going on his head. What is real?
7: He still sounds like he that still when he talks s- about, still it now, about it He's still very
5: upset about it.
7: 35 years later. If we talked to him yeah. on the phone, like, interviews, because he still lives in California. Yeah. And okay. we talked to him on the phone about it, and he still has that same, right. like, disbelief of, you uh-huh. know, he's like, I can't believe this happened. I've it invi- happened, I've, you know?
5: I've invited him on shows. We got an offer for a TV show, and, and he is afraid to do it. He doesn't want to talk about it in public. He's afraid it will come back.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. He's figured it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, one of the things that that happened, it, it still happens today. Correct?
7: Yeah, Damn. every now and then. But yeah. it's smaller. It's it's minor, but I mean things have happened here. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And that was
7: actually the first time I had ever seen. She eventually
5: that. got to see it. So did my friends. They were there, and they had read the book, and it did its thing for in them in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll <laughs> tell, tell them
7: what happened. Well, friend, do it again.
5: Do it again, Tom. Yeah. And I he was did. like, and, and I felt it kind of where it, I kind of felt the hair standing up, and I kind of felt that maybe, yeah, I'm going to let it roll. But That's you can't true. control it. it. It can be violent. It did break some things. It would throw knives.
7: Yeah, uh, it and, broke and, some statues. It did that when I wasn't yeah. home. But the mm-hmm. first thing I saw, it was a Sunday night. Uh, his mom was here, two of our friends were here we were watching a movie in the living room we're trying to watch a movie and we were getting frustrated because our direct tv wasn't working and we were on the phone with customer service and we were just like geez, this is taking forever and while we were all sitting there the DirecTV remote control was it had been sitting in the middle of the coffee table and it all of a sudden just flew off the table and it just and it landed on the floor with this really really loud like dude, like that and you know it's just a little plastic piece of crap, you know, yeah, yeah, remote, yeah. it doesn't weigh anything. It didn't sound
5: hollow when it hit.
7: No, it sounded like yeah. a brick.
5: It sounded like it was filled with lead. Yeah. And it didn't bounce. It stuck like no, a it magnet. it just went, boom!
7: Like that. Yeah. And then yeah. I was kinda looking at it like, did, did I just see that? And then like, yeah. I looked at our friends and I, cause they saw it from a different, like a perpendicular They were angle. looking over
5: the top of it.
7: And I was like, did you guys just see that? They're like, yeah. Yeah, and my mom I, was
5: petrified. She yeah, realized, she always, was just like. Cause my mom had never seen it. She'd only heard about it through her sister. And she went, oh, and she wow. called her sister, she says, I saw it, it just did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's but the
7: me- after, I, yeah. after I asked our friends if they'd seen it, and then I turned to you, and I said, did you do that?
5: Yeah, and I was da- I was in a daze. And I, I kind of stepped up and went, yeah, I guess I did. And I stood up to go <coughs> drop that remote to see what it sounded like, to test it. And it just went click, 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 click. And where, I, where my feet were, where I was sitting on that couch, was a stack of
0: coins.
7: That had not been there before. Yeah. <laughs> they were coin, just, coin,
0: coin stacking. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty and they common. Were,
5: they were From my uh, nightstand piggyback. Yeah, the bank. And what that was related to is a few weeks before that I'd mentioned, I said, yeah, I can make a poltergeist, but why doesn't it do something useful like go to the bank and give me some money? Yeah, it, like it bring did.
7: me some
0: money. It, get, it went from so my it bank. Did. it brought him It some went money. to my bank and brought me some <laughs> money. <laughs> like, Man, yeah. it would been awesome to get like <laughs> a stack of like, $10,000 bills. I'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> Yes Bob
1: does it ever does it ever any of this activity that's happened over this time does any of it feel like it's uh, malevolent or is it just a spirit no. trying to it's contact you
7: of, it's just kind of random stuff it's it's you know it's like the remote which which actually happened when we were frustrated. You know, trying to get the TV to work, and you know the remote, and um, it's just stuff like you know the it doorbell will ring in the middle of the night. Open the
5: garage door. It the opens the night.
7: garage door in the middle of the night. It pulled
5: down the t- pulled down the lip of the cabinet and broke the statues. Yeah,
7: it broke like two statues in the kitchen.
5: My uh, e liquid measuring cup fell from one shelf through two shelves and hit the bottom shelf. It fell through two shelves. I saw it do it.
7: Yeah, like it didn't go through, outward; it didn't went, go out. It just fell it through. It went him. down, or either that, or went.
5: Yeah, and when it hit, it hit on its bottom and went
7: yeah, for violated. a few seconds. And oh, and had, the and the back door opened. The back door itself, open while, yeah. while the dead while it was, was locked.
5: On.
1: Yeah, with the deadbolt. It ball.
7: was just hanging open one. And the cat
1: watched it happen. Yeah, she Definitely was just a,
7: sitting there going, "What?" Yeah,
1: but it, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to harm you or hurt you. No, no.
5: When 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 the when the poltergeist first manifested or when it first got generated, all right, it felt like you were being scrutinized and watched, all right, that like, that you were being scrutinized like something was right over your shoulder, bearing down into the back of your neck, very heavy and oppressive. When it's strong, that's the way it feels. What it's like recently is nonentity, like like there's nothing there, just an object moves.
7: Yeah. It's almost, it's weird, but it's almost kind of like. I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> putting He's my picture up MVP again. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, I have a question though. So <laughs> we're going to, we want to back up a little bit. So you were talking way earlier when you're saying about you're not in the house and things are, are occurring and then you're going into the house. So if they're connected to if if some they're connected to you. When you're not in the house, or you're not even near the area, how are the things in the house happening? Like, how is that explained? Or how is it like, or how does the, the, the words go? I mean, how does that, that's an intelligent response of some sort. So how does that, how does that transpire connected to you? You know what I mean? I, I'm just kind of curious. Right, what do you think about that?
5: Poltergeist happened. When poltergeist happening, it's happening wherever I am. Okay. It happened in three houses total. Okay. And in an army barracks. So that makes it four. Okay. Um, it'll do things while you're in the house, in, into that, in that particular house. And yes. it'll happen in the room that you're in sometimes to an object that's just right behind you or beside you. It's not something that you actually have your eye on. Right. It'll be something big. And I, I think it has something to do with quantum physics.
2: Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm.
5: to be in a shadowy realm of the unperceived you mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh yeah. But you'll hear things in other rooms being moved mm-hmm. you'll hear uh so i heard what sounded like a little kid jumping up and down on a bed we all heard that and that went on for about 20 minutes
4: right
5: and then when you'd get up to go go to the, open the door to the room because the door would be closed in that room yeah. since you got up and moved just a few feet it would stop like it mm-hmm. knew you were coming you couldn't sneak up on it right. if you yeah. were to have a video camera and video and you put video cameras all around that room it would happen in rooms that didn't have cameras or out of the sight of that camera mm-hmm. if you yeah. had one in your hand i don't think i could have caught it not a not a not a like a regular flash camera i wouldn't yeah. have been able to catch anything only the aftermath it's fast it's okay. got a fantastic sense of timing fantastic
0: mm-hmm. a supernatural sense of timing right now when we're talking about or so okay so i want to take a, a different angle to this mm-hmm. so we're looking at it as um, it's, it's generating from you, okay? The, the, ener- the energy is generating from you. But when, once the energy is generating from you, because we've talked about this in, in the paranormal realm, when we talk about quantum physics, we talk about the environment. We always try to look at the environment. What's the environment like when things are happening? You know, how are, how is it being generated? Because human beings can actually be a catalyst for giving entities. The energy they need to do what they want to do. Like, in other words, it's not always direct connection to us, but a way of uh, somebody has more energy than another person. Sort of like when we're, when we're psychically yeah, gifted, yeah, I, we have more, you know what I'm saying?
5: I don't think that's what it is, though. I, I don't think there's any energy involved, actually. That's the weird okay, thing okay. about it. This is something okay, quantum, okay. and it has to do with certain states of mind. Okay. Extreme states of mind. It might be uh, depression, depression, it might be anger, frustration, the inability to act out. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, or in one case of OBE, extreme relaxation, like a trance state. Okay. And, yeah. I, and it, it, I think it has something to do with Stuart Hameroff's quantum soul theory. We're somehow connected with the environment on a quantum level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So somehow consciousness is affecting this, not
0: energy right 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 now bob bob has a question but i just want to say real quick like when you were talking before like okay so we're not talking energy well i understand like native americans believe the dream weave you know where everything's connected you know so when you move one thing everything else shifts you know it's life's constantly shifting when we do something everything else shifts to go with it just like your path in life you know you go here they say no you have a you have something you need to do. You come back because your path has to keep going because it's connected to everything else. Everything's all connected. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how I look at things uh, in general. But you had a question, Bob? Sir? Yeah.
1: Well, I forgot it by now. I'm old.
0: Oh my god! No, <laughs> so I,
1: I I remember it. <laughs> but talk about quantum physics. I, I'm right now. I'm reading a book called The Grand Illusion, which is a quantum. It's quantum physicists talking about the spiritual, but. uh Jenny being a skeptic apparently in the book you spent a lot of time looking at some of the stuff that paranormal investigators are using is uh the reasons why something does or doesn't happen uh what's your view on it from some of the things that you you found
7: and here well here's another interesting thing too um from talking to Steve Mara about this he is really um I mean, one of his big things is that he thinks sometimes the poltergeists or the entities or whatever you want to call them are definitely intelligent and he calls them evasive. He's like, they're intelligent enough to know that they don't necessarily want to be caught on video. For that reason, um, he uses a lot of different kinds of uh, videos. He uses kind of old school stuff. He's analog and that kind of thing. And he uses things that don't necessarily look like cameras, like to try and kind of fool them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's, he's like, the thing is, you know, every time you try to film them or you try to capture them, it's almost like they know and they don't want to be.
5: Or they can't.
7: Or they can't. I think they're
5: they not can. allowed
0: to. Yeah, I think they're not allowed to.
5: I think it violates. Some, I think it violates. If, you, if you're measuring something, you're fixing it in a place or a time. Mm-hmm. That's where that object is. Mm-hmm. things that are not being observed by a conscious entity, entity right. are in the same realm of wherever this is and it can manipulate well, it That's to, what it seemed it like to, to me. It has to be
7: like in the potential state. You it know, like can't in a potential state. Yeah, not it in a, can't be in like a fixed like, state.
5: whenever I saw something moving, in the act of moving, I never mm-hmm. saw it leave. I only saw it in motion or, 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 or arriving. I never saw something through the whole phase pick up, move, and then land.
0: Right. Just, I would just see, see something it, landing, boom. Right.
5: And sometimes it would come from an angle where it couldn't have come from.
0: Mm-hmm. Like well, an impossible I, angle. And I agree, as an investigator, you, you we're not supposed to get all the answers. There's just no way. It's not It's not for us to know, you know? Yeah. I uh, I totally agree to that on that point 100% because like, if we were going to an investigation, like at least audio-wise, because video-wise is very, very slim, and you always find out with anything it's very, very slim. If it does, it might have been a... Oops, moment it got caught when it wasn't supposed to get caught or whatever. Uh, but um, mo- most of the time, when things just start to happen, is when we're not investigating. We're just relaxing. We're talking. Yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, they, then all of a sudden, if, if if they are truly entities or people that were once you know humans that were once you know in bodies, they want to come. They remember the 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 connection and the the conversation and all that, and they move in to be part of it. And uh, that's when you can capture like audio, or they're trying to interact and stuff like that. So that's how I always found. Like we'd go in and say, okay, let's just set up, and let's just, just be us. Let's just go to the room and talk about, hey, what you do for work or whatever, you know. And then that's when we would start to pick up on a lot of EVPs and stuff. We come back there and go, wow, you know, we listen to all that stuff. You know, they're like trying to get our attention. They're trying to be part of. They're they're, they're commenting on what we're talking about. You know, which is kind of crazy. So. Uh, that's, that's how I found it to work.
5: The, the reason why I don't believe that classic poltergeist is an entity, an, an alien mm-hmm. or a ghost entity, because yeah. it, did, it didn't pass the test of that from the one that mm-hmm. I saw. It wasn't location-based. Mm-hmm. It was just right. wherever right. I was. It did not have, it did not communicate. It could have communicated, but didn't communicate, and it was totally inconsistent in its personality.
0: Yeah, it was just actions. It saying? was just
5: actions. Mm-hmm, if I was okay. scared, it would do things that were scary, mm-hmm. and then it would make things. And then if I wanted to be settled down, like, oh man, it would do something to settle you down, and then start to become funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would do, it yeah. would do humorous yeah. things too. Oh, that's
0: cool. Okay. It would
5: mirror whatever you, whatever the whatever the poltergeist focus is feeling. Mm-hmm. It will mirror that.
7: Yeah. Well, it and I was, was gonna say better. earlier too that a lot of the things that happened at Mammoth Mountain were kind of related to whatever your state of mind was at the time. Symbolic demonstrations. Like when that chain broke, you were flipping out and you were like, I gotta get out of the house, I gotta get out of the house. Because I mean they were they got snowed in like the first day, the main road was closed. Okay. Okay. Because it snowed too much so they couldn't leave. And um and he was wigging out because all this all this stuff was going on and he was really scared. Yeah. And the at night, when he was just like he couldn't sleep, and he's like, "Oh man, I got to get out of this place," and we can't leave. And then the next morning, the door chain was broken.
5: No, I heard it break. <laughs> or you heard it break, mm-hmm. and then I was laying up there, and it sounded like a gunshot, bam, and I heard the chain go. Shh, shh, shh. And my uncle came out of the bedroom, going, "What was that?" And I said, "It sounded like the front door chain." Mm-hmm. And he went down there without even turning the lights on. That's how. That's how tough he was. Gun, he gun, came gun. back up. Came back up, and I said, "And I said, did you see it?" And he goes. Door chain looked fine to me, but somebody pushed that big old bunk bed up against that door. I can't get into that room. And that, <laughs> oh, man. And that bunk bed weighed three, four hundred pounds. It was made out of yeah, logs. From
7: the inside. From you the
5: inside. It, the it was inside. inside the room. Next morning, I got up and I went right to that door because I knew that door. I was too scared, you know, to go look at it myself. I knew it was that door chain that I heard. And when I, when I looked at the door chain, it was hanging by one screw straight down with the chain going down. And where the chain was looped over the door jamb were three heavy scratches. They were probably about six, seven inches long. It looked like a claw mark. I was going, "Oh man, that looks like a claw mark on a demon." It kind of looked like, kind of looked like it was made with one of those garden tools. You know, that garden yeah, yeah. tool with the little claw. What it looked like it was made with. And mm-hmm. I called, I called my uncle. I says, "Red, this is what I heard." And he goes, "Oh, I couldn't see that in the dark. I didn't turn the lights on. It just looked like it was unlocked." But
7: that's why because you were yeah. thinking about getting yeah i wanted out of, out, of out of there so it's almost like you were desperately clawing to get yeah. out of the house right. and the it's right just thing. it's
5: just kind of the subconscious doing doing things and some of it's symbolic take towels and wrap them up and make little smiley faces on the bed uh it would do you know uh it, it gave it gave us a single sheet of toilet paper with three drops of blood on it that i still have i don't know where it came from it just appeared Tucked underneath a windowsill, inside a room that with the, that the door was closed, and we were waiting on the outside of that door. Every time the light would flicker, we'd open the open the door to that room, and things would be rearranged in there. We'd just do it over and over again. Sometimes you could hear it move. Sometimes it was just silent. But only when the door was shut, like a some kind of weird magic trick. But we were long, we were long through with our trying to find a hidden man in the house. Yeah, there was no yeah, right, secret right. doors. That we it was. Some kind of exotic physics under the control of some kind of intelligence, but I think it was the subconscious.
1: Bob, you have a question? Yeah. yeah. Has, has, has all of this that has happened definitely. to you and that Jenny, you've experienced being with Tom, has it got you to the point where you actively want to go research more and more about what's going on? Oh, yeah, and, definitely. Bit, okay.
7: I mean, if somebody if somebody gave me, you know, an opportunity now, and they said, "There's this super haunted, there's poltergeist and ghosts or whatever," and it's like, you do you want to go stay there and investigate it? I would totally do that because I'm my curiosity is aroused now. It's scary, but it's not. You know what I mean? I predict. Yeah.
5: I, I predict, and I, I wrote this in my book, that classic poltergeist case like mine, and there are only th- two other ones that I can think of offhand, and that was. Uh, um, Donnie Deckard, also known as the Rain Man and the other one mm-hmm. would have been the Enfield Poltergeist. Yeah. Right. I have a feeling that they're an endangered species you probably won't see them too often anymore because of the internet Definitely. usually what happens is, is the you might see them in the third world places that don't have internet mm-hmm. because it seems like the Poltergeist focus is kind of a repressed kid going through puberty at about 13 <laughs> and he doesn't have any outside contacts it's this is a, form, a psychological form of acting out.
7: Yeah, it's like you don't have an outlet for because there's no outlet. Anger. You know, they're, always, they're
5: always they're always high strung kids that are being kind of uh, suppressed. They're in a in a very tight family situation where there's lots of stresses involved. Family breakups. Uh, you have to uh, bottle up emotions, things like that. Right. Exactly. And the internet is the cause. Is allowing people to get on there in social media and express feelings to people. That back in the early '80s and late
0: '70s, people kept bl- bottled up. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have the internet in the '70s, there. Didn't have It's sometime really quick because we're almost out of time. But it's it's at some point did going through this, at, you know, and I don't want to give away really too much. Away it, but did you come to the realization that oh, it's me? So if I just stay calm, everything will be calm. You know what I mean? Or was that like ended way up up happening? And- just
5: when I was at my aunt's house? I noticed that I could predict what object would be moved next. And I told my uncle, I said, I think this thing's reading my mind.
4: He okay. said, what
5: are you talking about? And he says, I-, I knew it would do that. But he was kind of freaked out at the time. He just kind of blew it off. Yeah, whatever. But did you see that? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I would look at objects and I would see what kind of looked like a little halo around him. I knew it wasn't there, but it looked like a clear kind of mirage, like an object standing out mm-hmm. to me. I'd look at it and as soon as I'd look away and I'd look back at it, it'd be gone. That would be the next one to move. Uh-huh. And, I, and I said to my, and, and there'd be people in the room. This is, this is happening in a room full of people. Yeah. And then that object is found in another room and there's no way it could have made it to that location without, being pa- without passing people or closed doors or, or walls. So it's like right. it's teleporting. Uh, it's uh-huh. called an apportation. Right. And then uh, that happened a few times and I'm like, wait a minute. What if it's not reading my mind? What if I'm doing this? And I said, well, a, Jovan, a bottle of Jovan Musk moved. It appeared in the middle of a hallway as I came out of the bathroom. And I knew I didn't take it out with me. And it wasn't there when I just walked in. And I grabbed I grabbed that Jovan Musk and I put it somewhere. And I said, I'm going to move that Jovan Musk with my mind into that other room. And it never moved. That was the last of that poltergeist act. Oh,
7: uh,
0: man. Yeah. Never did it
5: again. Yeah. So as soon as
7: you realize it, as soon
5: as you bring it, are conscious. Soon as you bring it into you, soon as you accept it and bring it into <clears> this <throat> realm of thought, it just short circuits it. Darn
0: it! I have said. I, I need. I need. I need uh, stacks of twenties. Stacks of twenties, please. <laughs> well, I,
5: I, I think there <laughs> might. Be nice. be some, I think there might be some kind of safety mechanism. Maybe yeah. you you can't consciously do it because it would yeah. it would threaten your survival. Because if a person yeah.
7: could do that, I mean... If, oh, a person could
5: do yeah. that, they'd grab you and they'd
0: dissect you to try to figure out how you were doing that. Yeah, we've the seen too many movies to know crap. how that ends, yeah. The yeah. government would get you. Yeah, definitely. Or you would just well, it's... Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, we could keep talking and talking and talking, but it's that time. But before we let you guys go, we want you to be able to let people know where they can find the book, uh, Jenny, where they can find all the other things that you're doing. So this is time for just like they call it... Uh, was it selfless... <laughs> It's a shameless way, promotion. Yeah, shameless self, promotion.
7: Shameless self promotion.
0: There you go. There you I go. Build,
7: the book and all my books are available on Amazon. They are all available in print versions and ebook versions. And I also have a website. It's just jennyashford.com. And that has links to all my books, as has all my graphic design, it has stories, all kinds of stuff. And I have a blog called Goddess of Hellfire where I review horror movies. And Ooh. just write about horror stuff but in general and paranormal stuff but too.
5: The paranormal nonfiction, two of them, get him with that. Give him the titles and Yeah, it.
7: also, okay, other than Mammoth Mountain Poltergeist, I also have a book called The Rochdale Poltergeist with Steve Mara. Mm-hmm. And it's about a British case uh, from 1996 in Manchester. And I'm also working on another book with him. Its working title is House of Fire and Whispers, it's about a case in Seattle. Ongoing a, case, actually. an ongoing case that's still going on yeah. right oh, now. Cool. So, that's we're awesome. we're in, in the interview stage at the moment, yeah. On that book, we're should compiling be, all yeah, of it. It should be out probably before the end of the summer. Now, and
5: all these books have photos in them, uh, of the case. I think, yeah, they all have photos, don't they? Yeah, and this cool. and yeah. the new one will have a bunch of photos in it too, and right, maybe cool. copies of case files and stuff.
0: We'll see. Yeah, all right, cool. Yep. Well, I, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I, I, I you guys are a lot of fun. I, uh, oh, I nice Thank fun. you. We had a good time. It was, it was. It was very, very interesting, especially after the video came on where you could see me. It was really wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty weird was little thing. Yeah, and you guys are
5: <laughs> showing funny yeah. pictures to each other and stuff. Maybe
0: <laughs> me laugh in front of the office. Well, that's good. We always <laughs> keep our guests happy. You know what I mean. You can't give you cheese or wine. But, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, the tattoo
1: show? Yeah, or a tattoo show. Tattoos
5: and big
0: biceps.
1: Yeah, me, me and Chuck uh, do uh, uh, old guns. Uh, the, yeah. the, the old gun show.
0: Are, they, <laughs> they, they, they're, they're old, but they still fire. You
1: know See, what I mean? That's Chuck, Chuck's, oh, man,
5: is,
1: <laughs> yeah, Chuck's in his 50s. I'm in, I'm in the late 60s, so yeah. we we try to yeah. check yeah. each other out. Not
5: yeah. yeah. You know, as soon as you hit 45, a guy has a right to have old man muscle. There <laughs> you. It's like there a certain type of old man
0: strength.
5: Oh, is that what <laughs> that is? Okay. True. I
0: remember. Well, I'm 56, so I'm still going, so I'm okay right now, but, you know, eventually. <laughs> that, that Jenny's got some tattoos that make us feel. I know. She's got the whole. I, I want well, the this, whole. They're, they're all yeah. sleeves, Yes, all all yeah. Sleeves.
1: yeah. It's half,
7: half sleeves. Half sleeves. That took 10 hours. And I had it, I did it in one sitting.
1: Yeah. I did that too. I did. <laughs> I got one of my ex-wife. It's a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
6: Uh, Okay.
1: It took me an hour and a half nonstop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so wonderful, Bob.
1: What can I say? My kids hate it. All
0: right. Well, I I, want to thank you guys for coming on. I wish you a good evening, and I'm going to be looking for this book after we get off the air here.
1: We see you guys me. again?
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. All right, cool.
1: All
0: right, well, thanks and a lot, guys. If
5: you have any questions about my book, contact me on Facebook.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to find you. Thanks, All right. man. All right. All right, bye. Right. Bye. Okay, Mr. Bob.
1: Hey, did I do okay? You did fine. Fantastic. You. <laughs> you mean, should I put, put up the picture of Karen again?
0: Let's no, put the picture. <laughs> oh, floating. my God. It's a floating, floating Karen. Karen. Just so you know, if you're listening, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> so next week, when you come on? Don't be mad at me. Yeah, I'm going uh, to hell, right? It's creepy. It's like your head on Bob's muscles. It's just wrong. <laughs> so anyway, Yeah, Yeah,
1: Cheryl, I'm never going to have an article published in a magazine again. No, nope, cutting you off, man. That's it. Hey,
3: Bob, I don't have a problem with you holding <laughs> up a, ki- a picture of Karen. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hey, I, I got oh. two
1: articles you oh. haven't published yet.
3: Look yeah, they're... They're in the works. Are they? Yeah. It's when you p- hold up the picture of Chuck and Chuck's sitting right next to you. That's what freaks me out.
1: Well, that freaked me out, too. Yeah. It's my doppelganger. <laughs> doppelganger, Bob.
0: Yeah, that's what cool. can I say? We're we well, both yeah. kind of like we're old
1: dudes minute. Yeah, phenomenal muscles.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. chunks? Come on. How can you get wrong? <laughs> Here, so, just I mean, giving, just one, giving
3: you a hard time. Just like
0: Jay's potato chips. One is not enough, okay?
3: There you go.
1: There
0: you there
5: go. go. Big candy, just one. Yeah. <laughs> so Cheryl, <laughs> yeah, we have, but, uh, what do we say, Tom? Yeah, but, uh, yeah uh, you guys are going to love my book. That That is an absolutely true case. Everything in that book is really happened. Alrighty. And it Alrighty. is slightly censored for the public certain just, personal I, stuff you have to
3: I can't
1: wait I to just, read it I just bought it today and I didn't yeah. have time to read it yet but so there's censored stuff in there
5: Well <laughs> there's certain there's no I'm saying there's certain family details that I didn't leave it I didn't leave okay. it there. I don't I don't give the true name of the location of the place where this okay. happened It's for law family yeah, things like that
1: saved. There's <laughs> things like that but every yeah it's, it's but an every what i do is i make i have people sign things say what can we say and what we can't say so i understand what you're right
7: going yeah right. yeah so like some people said can you change our names or can you just not use our last name? So and, then, that's what we're and
5: then there's a segment on the end which is a which is a segment that we put together based upon my favorite theories in quantum physics that can support mm. uh what i'm talking mm. about uh names of guys in a bibliography on how to contact the works of the uh, of these guys gotcha. uh, and uh, to explain what it was that we saw so and that was one of the things that SPR gave us fucking five stars for. Yeah, right,
1: is I that, spent uh, hours. It's that
5: it's a really good big bibliography. I actually wrote it for parapsychologists. Field parapsychologists. But I wanted to go ahead and let the public have it too and we're having fun with it, you know, and it, and it led to writing more books that are interesting cases, you know. Yeah, I spent hours there. Uh, I wanted to clear, I wanted to clear up because in 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 the in, in the modern culture going on right now, they're confusing pol- poltergeist with haunting. There's yeah. as if it's one and the same. Yeah, you have to take it back to the original European investigations by the Germans and the British. They were the masters at it. Mm-hmm. They would identify poltergeist as uh, some kind of recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis around mm-hmm. adolescent kids, usually mm-hmm. or. Um, um, Emotionally volatile and repressed people. Okay. Although at least I mm-hmm. think I think it happens spontaneously with them, and I think once it happens spontaneously, mm-hmm. it seems like a person that's done it in the past can revitalize it. Mm-hmm. I can bring it back a little mm-hmm. bit if I talk about it long enough. Mm-hmm. It might take a few weeks, mm-hmm. but it it can start mm-hmm. to happen again, gotcha. and then I kind of go, wait a yeah. minute, I don't know if I want this to happen again, and then, and then it'll it'll peter out. Mm-hmm. Because you don't mm-hmm. have a control over it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's yeah. weird is that it reminds me a lot of what you see in damn Star Wars.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the force. Yeah. Like so, the dark
5: side of... <laughs> right.
0: So, so, yeah. uh, go ahead, Bob. What do you say?
1: I, I spent hours and hours talking with Fred Allen Wolf. He's a, a uh, theoretic, theoretical quantum physicist. And uh, he talks about that. He, in fact, his wife was a Indian shaman, mm-hmm. and they they talk about how all of a sudden theoretical uh, quantum physics is reuni- reuniting uh, spiritualism <laughs> together. Yeah,
5: Stuart, in that bibliography, it'll lead you to Stuart Hammeroff, and he's the leader in that. And yep. his partner is a Nobel Prize-winning physicist, and it, it'll, it, I, in that bibliography, it'll tell you who to study. And, and final- it's it's if a person can work up a certain type of consciousness, you can somehow affect affect uh, the environment through some kind of quantum entanglement.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, okay. Well, um, Cheryl, do we have any business? We, have to get, we only have 10 minutes left. Do we have any business when you get through as far as the magazine? Oh, or? my God.
3: Okay, we only have 10 minutes left. Yes, let me just... Yes. Um, first of all, thank you to Jenny and Tom uh, for coming on the show tonight, and I, I really appreciate it. It was great to hear about your case and and i always appreciate it when people share you know these types of things that have happened to them because it's not easy and so um you know we do appreciate that you you've come on and, and talked talked about it and oh,
6: well have us
5: back again she's got two more books
3: we would love to let's stay in touch and yes. um yeah please go go get the books multiple mm-hmm. books and um and we'll we'll keep in touch so, thank you. Um, uh, next week, yes. we have Marie D. Jones. She is an author. I know her. Yeah, we've had her on in the past a few uh-huh. years ago. And we've we've been kind of playing an interview tag with her. And uh, we finally got her. And uh, she will be talking about, uh, oh, I imagine many different paranormal things. She's written... Mm-hmm. Uh, non-fiction paranormal books such as ghost spirits and hauntings am i being haunted ufos and aliens is there anybody out there and lost civilizations and secrets of the past and she has a co-author larry flaxman who may also be joining us next week may 26th
0: okay cool
3: yeah yeah
0: so uh, 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 what what anything happened with the magazine i know we're a little behind because of uh you know trips and such and
3: yes yes uh we are working on our may issue um and so you can go to paranormalunderground.net and be on the lookout for that all of our past issues are there as well okay or you can go to madcloud.com and buy a print-on-demand issue and mm-hmm. get a paper copy mailed to you
0: well look at that Ooh. i know and, and believe it or not i'm actually going to get an article to you so i can finally get back in there again whoa yeah. i know It's like nice. i've missed it i've missed am a few i going to have an article now.
1: Yeah, Bob. No, you're done.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) done.
1: After tonight, I'm screwed. No,
3: No, I have two more articles, I think, from you uh, regarding some cases that you investigated. And one is either going to be in May or June. And then the other one is probably July.
1: Well, I know one's going to have to be because it was just uh, one page after another. It's nine pages long.
3: Yeah, so that'll be broken up. (laughs) Yeah, so, I, yeah, no
1: kidding.
0: Yeah. God, yeah, I gotta, I got I have to get an article in. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get something. I promise. Yes,
3: pl- please do. We love your articles. Please send them Thank in. you.
0: Yes, thank you very much. It's called the, the dark column, the dark corner. Sorry. The, I was dark, like, wait a minute. The dark column. <laughs> dark, you, you the dark corner. So column called, dark corner. There You've there you
3: forgotten yeah. your own column name. I, I forgot.
1: My uh, well, name. see, Chuck, She's I like one of my articles kidding. in there because that's less, like, three pages less I have to read. <laughs> <laughs> I see how that works. If it's your Thanks, article, I have to read it. You
5: read
4: mine. Right? I mean, you read mine. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I thought you just say it was smaller. I,
0: I read yours. I just don't right. read mine. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't read mine either. I just put them in there and well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so next week is. Do we have anybody? Uh, Bye beyond the who's the next the we don't
3: we we actually are going to start booking guests again uh starting in june if you have a guest <coughs> suggestion bob i have your guest suggestion i'm getting on that um please email editor at paranormal underground dot net who do you want to hear from and we'll reach out to them and see if they will talk to us
0: i just wanting to get aaron Ryder on the show from uh she's on Myth Explorer now, she was on Destination Truth and stuff like that what's,
3: Okay, I remember from Destination Truth, what's Myth Explorer?
0: Explorer? is like where she goes to, I don't know if it's supposed to be real or not real but it's like these little, like, web, it's a web series, and she oh, goes yeah, okay. to on where King Kong was I'm and it's, a- <laughs> it's actually like the real thing and they get on the lot and they find like a jeep and a smash jeep and all that like it's not you know the the island was just is next you're gonna go to metropolis and look yeah, it like not, it's, style, and it's like really cool so i don't even care if it's not real i like it, <laughs> well, yeah. it make it be real there you go see? yeah
3: all right i wrote that down
0: yeah there you go aaron it because i know like we that. had well we had Josh Gates on the cover of the magazine we've never had him on the show. That guy's yep. like a No,
3: guy. not that we haven't tried.
0: Yes, I know, like a million times. And how about Nick Groff? We tried to still we're, just, we're still trying to still try to get him or he has got, a,
3: Nick has been on the show before.
0: Yes, that uh, one out. It's I would, been
3: quite quite a number of years ago, but we could try again if you like.
0: Or Aaron Goodwin. I like Aaron. Aaron, He's just,
3: ha, Aaron has been on the show. Yes.
0: Yes, yeah, see, that was before my time. That was before your time. That's how when I had Linda- a little tiny show. That was a We've
3: I've reached out to her but I have not gotten a response. I can try again.
1: That you don't respond.
3: Awesome. I met <laughs> no? her. No. I met her
1: over dinner <laughs> he? one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can imagine. She's got a, a wealth of uh, information about uh, paranormal and UFOs.
3: Well, why don't you reach out to her, Bob?
0: I'll try again.
3: Okay. Thank you. Yeah,
0: I'll, have to, I'll have to dig up and see if I can um, get some, uh, find some other peeps that we can bring it's on Steve here. Mara on there. Yeah, there I, you I, go, Steve Mara. I can't
5: He's even. got a ton of cases to talk about and that ongoing one.
3: I can't. Right. I don't know if I've ever emailed him and requested an interview. I I, I know I've heard He's of in him. Contact with him. I mean, yeah, we're his publicist? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember though if I've actually tried to yeah. to email him. But I, I was, just wrote him
1: down. I oh, <laughs> I think you want Jenny and Tom back on. Well, Well, actually, we
5: can come back on, but Steve is a one-man show. You put him on, boy. Just put a quarter in him, and he'll
0: just keep going and going. (laughs) Oh, I like those shows. (laughs) I like those. (laughs) Here's one question, Steve. Go. And then I just about go. Oh, yeah.
5: And he's got the the British accent. and He he shows up in his suit. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh,
1: nice. Oh, he's fantastic. Love, Steve. Well, you know know what I like is Jenny is somewhat of a skeptic, which helps. Because a, a lot of times, somebody in there that goes to the paranormal investigation, as soon as they see something move or bump, all of a sudden it's paranormal. Well, Jenny's smart enough to understand there's all kinds of other things going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah but if you're yeah. a good paranormal investigator, you got to be somewhat skeptical. Even yeah, because you
7: have to think of the million other yeah. things it could be before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm, you I'm, know.
5: I'm, I'm a very nuts and bolts guy. I'm an old soldier. Yeah. I yeah. love to build motorcycles. I'm mechanical. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in mm-hmm. that new age stuff. Mm-hmm. Seeing that poltergeist, had I not mm-hmm. seen that myself, I wouldn't consider any of this stuff real. Yeah. Not well, at all. Exactly.
1: Well, you and me, now, Tom.
5: it's pretty much all of it's plausible. I just divide it in <coughs> between stuff that I've seen and stuff that I haven't
0: seen. Death's, and death's. People, and you have to remember, too, if you're a paranormal investigator and you're brought into someone's home because they're, they're afraid of the living in their own home, which is terrible as it is, you want to go in there and you want to help them in whatever way is necessary. And you want to look at all the obvious first and break it all down, you know. I mean, the, the percentage of, the, the, of paranormal experiences in a home when you're doing investigations is like 1%, you know. Um, where you, there's something you just go okay I I don't know I have no idea you know what I mean but there's so much you can show and educate to make people understand so they can feel comfortable in their home because really you're there to help them not just to sit there and run around documenting everything and stuff like yeah. that yeah. it's a well, as, it's a person absolutely. to person thing
1: you know what I mean and, so. and same with Tom there he's prior military mm-hmm. you get all you do you deal with notes and bucks of and bulk, what's going on right now mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> say that again yeah, yeah well, say that again. Hey, uh, I, it's uh, been two hours. Rome's hit in okay.
0: It's a Nucca polka biki baka. Uh,
1: yeah, that? no, 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 na, no, show. No, but anyway, he understands that. Uh, I understand nuts and bolts. It's it's some bolts. There's nuts and bolts yeah. where you got to go in there and look at it from a uh, skeptical viewpoint. Yeah, no airy fairy. You have to absolutely. What
5: happened? And what didn't happen? What absolutely now? I also understand feelings because in that poltergeist, when that during that poltergeist activity, when it was strong, everyone had feelings—weird, weird, oppressive feelings that weren't normal.
4: Yeah.
5: And yes. it wasn't just because what was going on, mm-hmm. because we had those feelings before it started. Really, before we knew oh, yeah. it was on. Just,
0: well, that's human nature. I mean, you know, yeah. that, that, you that. could sense something was wrong. Yeah. Yep. And, and really the
5: from really the uh, the over the, 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 the feeling that I remember the most was the feeling of being watched constantly mm-hmm.
1: and the thing is is Jenny there coming in as a skeptic, she looks at what you, what's going on with you is what turning point said, "Wow, there's something going on here beyond what I understand mm hmm yeah,
5: you, you know I think she really started to think you know something to this when she would overhear the conversations between me and my uncle talking about that place she had already heard the story and she's hearing him tell the story the same way I told it and me and my uncle hadn't talked to each other in years
0: yeah mm-hmm. well, and,
5: well and when you hear two people talking about something that they experienced together yeah. it's very yeah. different than oh, having well. one person just she's like I could tell she's going like man I guess that did happen yeah yeah
0: well, yeah. unfortunately, it is time now to end the show. Okay. We have to end the show. We have to, bo- thanks, Bob. One more last okay, time. I just, <laughs> okay. yes.
3: Yay. Karen's still here. Before we go, two comments for Bob in chat room. Rob Marie says that Bob sounds like Tommy Chong. And, oh, God. And Liquor, Man, and Liquor Man says take the tattoo away from Bob.
0: <laughs> okay. We will take, all right. We'll do that. Okay. And on that note, we're going to wrap up the show, folks. You have been listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on MixLR with me, Chucky G, and my slightly inebriated co host, Bob. And of course, Jenny and Tom. Thanks very there much you for go. coming on. We'll see you next week, folks. Later. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.